everyone, this is Larry from WSTrades.com. This podcast is about trading stocks and stock options. Any information in these podcasts should not be construed as advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors. Hey everybody, it's Larry and James from WSTrades.com with another weekly podcast for you. How are you doing, James? I am doing pretty good, man. How about you? Good. All right. You want to jump right into this and go over uh, some of the trades that closed out last week uh, that you had on or some stuff that's still open? Yeah, for sure. Um, So take a look here. Um, I did have a max profit play on SPY. Um, my short call was 393, I think, and they finished at like, um, and what was it, like 392.65. It was really close. I'm like lucky that I didn't get uh, assigned on that one. I It was really close, and I was just like, yeah, let me see, because it was like kind of a dumb little run up at the end. And even though I was like, yeah, I finished. Uh, you know, maybe I'll get lucky and I'll kind of die off, and that's exactly what happened. So um, I was able to go max profit on that one, which was pretty sweet. Um, and then one that kind of got a little interesting on me was DIA. Um, same thing. They, my short call was like um, 3.15, and they were riding like right up against that, or it may have been a little bit in the money uh, right near expiration uh, on Friday. And that one just kept rallying, kept rallying. I guess it finished like uh, just a few cents in the money. Um, And so that one I actually got assigned on. And I was kind of like, oh, man, this sucks. Like, I should have just closed that thing out because I'm pretty sure it was like um, a 50% profit or so. And I could have just closed it out, walked away with for sure profit. And uh, I didn't. And now I'm short 100 shares of DIA. So, um, so I was kind of like, ah, oh, this sucks. You know, I might, you know, lose this, that, and the other. But then I started thinking about it. And I'm still long on my MNQ futures contract. So I started running some numbers. And I was like, well, if the DIA creeps up 1%, um, you know, before I can buy back these shares, which I think I'll be able to buy back tomorrow. Uh, DIA should start trading at 5 p.m. because the market is closed tomorrow. So I was just kind of thinking about it. And like if DIA rallied 1% uh, when it starts trading tomorrow, or maybe futures rally 1% for the Dow, um, you know, I'll lose like 327 bucks or something like that. But typically, you know, the Dow and the NASDAQ and the S&P kind of follow each other for the most part. So if Dow futures start ripping um you know most likely uh nasdaq futures are going to start ripping too um and i'm long that m and q so i'm kind of hedged there so if dow rips yeah i might you know one percent i might you know lose the 327 but then i'm going to make like almost 300 on m and q so kind of thought about that and i was like ah, it's not a big deal i'll just wait until uh you know just keep an eye on futures and then uh when five o'clock hits tomorrow dia is going to start moving and then at that point i can just buy back the shares buy back that short position and uh 
you know, my M and Q should kind of cover me. So that one kind of got a little tricky. Um, and then let's see here, what else did I have going on that worked out for me? Um, so the spy and the DIA. Um, oh yeah, I had some good, um, some other stuff going on, uh, that didn't expire last week, but some stuff that I had opened last week, um, or the week before, and now it's showing a really nice profit. Um, one of them was uh, a Fisker. So they popped off super hard. I'm up like, I think, 344 bucks on that 17 and a half call. Um, it doesn't expire until January 2023. So that's more like a long-term play for me. I'm kind of hoping EV kind of pops off and goes to the moon. And, you know, I just kind of felt like getting into Fisker at this price level. I think it was trading around 15 bucks when I uh, bought that call. So I kind of just felt like this could be a great area to get in if they really become valuable someday. Um, I also got into Riot to get the crypto exposure and they just exploded. I bought in uh, only 30 shares, but when they were like trading at 35 and now they're around 50. So I'm up several hundred on that one. Um, same thing for uh, Sologenics. Um, I had played Sologenics before. Um, I want to say maybe a year ago or more. And I made a bunch of money off of them. It was pretty stupid play what I did, but it worked out really good for me. I want to say I bought a couple thousand shares and they were around a dollar and they started ripping. And uh, I kept buying in. I kind of scaled in. And at one point I had like 8,000 shares and they got up to around three bucks or 350. And I just liquidated. I sold all the shares and I want to say I made like around six grand on them. So when I kind of saw them down at like 180 or wherever I got into them, I was like, ah, oh, that's a pretty good price. Cause if they end up going, uh, you know, back up to around three or 350 someday, you know, that's going to be a really fat profit. So, um, yeah, I got back into them and they ripped. So I'm up a, a several hundred there as well. I actually saw a um, comment earlier on this video and uh, I'm not sure if it's a subscribe one of our subscribers, but somebody that watched the video made a comment about how they picked up 5,000 shares um, of Sologenics, and they're seeing it possibly going to four or five bucks a share. So I saw that comment. I was like, "Yeah, I'd totally be okay with that, man," because <laughs> I got in <laughs> at a buck eighty. So I hope you're right, man, because I'm gonna make some money, and you're gonna make a crap lot of money because you got 5,000 <laughs> shares. So. I kind of went down that road with them and kind of not wanting to throw that much capital in one ticker anymore. But um, yeah, I hope it works out for the both of us. Um, Tops was another one that I'm up pretty nicely. Um, they started to cook. I kind of uh, am bummed. I didn't have that many shares, but at one point I remember when you, I believe you played them once, you kind of told me about them and I think you picked oh, God. Yeah, a thousand shares, like <laughs> yeah, hundred plus, or you made a really good gain just in a short period of time, and then you kind of sold off and got out of it. I had like a hundred shares, and they were at a decent profit at some point, and I had closed out. And boy, <laughs> I wish I would have kept them because let me take a look. I didn't even see what they were at, but I know it's good. Uh, oh my goodness, almost four bucks now, like three sixty-seven. <laughs> so. 
it's like, oh my goodness, I wish I did. It wasn't a lot, but that's a couple hundred bucks right there. If I just, you know, almost 300 bucks, if I just would have held on, because I had them around a, a, when they were trading around a dollar and a hundred shares. So yeah, should have just kind of held on to that uh, for more of the long term. I'm looking at the, uh, what is this? The, oh, I guess this is a 20 year. I'm looking at that. A big chart, a uh, 20 year one day chart. And geez, that last candle is ridiculous. The move they made on Friday is nuts. Um, so, yeah, that was another good one for me. Uh, not expiring, but just kind of a long position that I would like to kind of hold long term. Um, see if there was anything else that was really good for me. I think that's it for the big gainers. I have some other stuff kind of in here that's showing a small profit um, that I have open. I know UNG, I'm up like a couple bucks, but that doesn't expire until March 19th or so. I don't know, the March expiration, whatever that is. Um, I've got some other stuff coming up like MJ. That thing is worth like $2.50. I want to say I sold it for like 54 or 55 bucks. So that one's looking pretty good. I'm hoping to go max profit there. Um is that the uh, weed ETF? Yeah, I think so. And that thing was ripping because I sold a 17 put. And I want to say when I sold it, they were at 19 or something. So it was pretty close when I sold it. And geez, I think they went up to like 30 at one point, like when SNDL and just everything was going nuts. So um, they, yeah, at one point they were up to like 30 bucks a share. And I was like, wow, uh, would have been nice to kind of go long some go along some shares or just buy an out of money call on them versus selling the put. But I mean, it's all good. It's like 55 bucks max profit. It looks like it's going to go if there's not some insane sell off this week. So yeah, I might just close that one out. It's only worth like two fifty, So probably be a good idea to get out of there. But um, yeah, I think as far as last week, that was, uh, Oh, my, I forgot my M and I kind of talked about that future trade. Um, I know I had posted a video recently um, how I made like a thousand bucks on it in two days when we had that massive sell-off and things just totally recovered. Um, but now MNQ is up over 13.8. So now I'm up like 16 or 1700 on that one. So um, nice. Yeah. I'm up almost 17. So yeah, that's looking great. Um, hopefully you know, over time, that thing keeps ripping. I'd like to roll that, uh, second week of, week of March or whenever they uh, roll, start rolling over futures to the next expiration. I'm probably just going to roll that and try to hold that thing long term. Um, you know, just looking at the long term charts on the futures, like, oh, my goodness, looking at like uh, S&P 500 or something. And it's just like over oh, the long run, the gains are just insane so it's like i should probably just get something that's kind of long for the long run that's based on you know either the dow the nasdaq or the s&p because over time the gains are just killer so i'll probably try to hold on to that one uh for the long haul but yeah that one's looking pretty good for me um how about you what did uh you have going on last week well, i had a good week uh, it could have been better because I was playing FSR as well, and I kind of screwed the pooch on that. I have that um, the 14, 14.50 put uh, credit spread that I've had on for like a week or two, and that's worth 
But when they jumped to about 20 bucks, I bought the uh, my short puts back for almost nothing. So I'm kind of hoping that they die out a bit. So that put becomes a little more, you know, valuable and I can sell that as well. But, you know, I don't think they're touching 14 again, at least not for a long time, unless there's some really crappy news. Um, I ended up selling when they had that massive run up on Friday. I sold the 17, 16, 50 put uh, credit spread, which is a little bit dangerous because after a run up like that, you know, who the hell knows we're going to settle. Mm. But my indicators, everything that I look at, you know, I think they're going to be running for another week or for this week at least. And it's a short week, so, you know, I've only got four days to uh, expiration. Um, Yeah, but I screwed up. I had a deep-in-the-money call on Fisker that didn't expire until um, mid-March, I believe. And when they popped off to, like, 16 on, I want to say it was Tuesday or Wednesday. I believe it was Wednesday, because I think I bought it on Tuesday. Uh, I was like, oh, I'm just going to cash out on this thing because you know i've been playing them every week for shit a month or so mm-hmm. and so i sold it for a 75 dollar profit which is cool but after that run up on friday <laughs> i could have made a whole lot more if i would have just held on to it and hindsight i've been you know talking to you about fsr and i'm like dude this thing has been basically consolidating for almost a whole month like this thing is gonna freaking move mm-hmm. hard one day and what I should have done is, you know, sold that one, the call that I had, and then bought another one, either uh, like higher up, like a maybe the um, 75 Delta or something. Mm-hmm. And then so I, I was still in the play because I've been, you know, thinking that these guys are going to blast off forever. Right. So it was stupid to just leave myself empty, you know, in that position. But, you know, it is what it is. I made uh, what the hell? a little over 100 bucks last week. Right. So, you know, eh, stuff happens. But, um, yeah, the only other thing I had, or I, I actually still have it on, but it's it's worthless right now, is my Coke put credit spread. Is Coke just keeps on chugging, man. They're doing perfectly. They're just slowly up like 1% a day. Uh, they're, you know, they'll come back down a little bit and then just jump right back up. So uh, the put credit spread I have on them expires on Friday. And at this point, it's it's worthless, but I can't get filled on it because no one's, you know, thinking they're going back down to 47 or 48. So hopefully it just expires worthless. Um, and yeah, that's all I had on last week. Got you. Yeah, I know sometimes I ran into that, too, where like you think you should be able to go out there and buy something back like that for even a buck because of the probability or you know being in the money is like nothing and you think there would be somebody out there that would take a couple bucks or a buck to sell that contract because you know everybody knows it's not going to be in the money but then yeah there's like no volume (laughs) nobody's playing it so it's like i've had that too where i like i try to get out of something and it's like well nobody's even willing to uh you know i guess if you're doing the buyback right um if you sold it, there's just no volume there. And yeah, you're stuck kind of just writing it out until expiration and hoping there's no crazy sell-off or anything. Yeah, that's a good uh, topic to bring up is liquidity and mm-hmm. why you really needed an options. Because I remember 
I believe it was last week where I made big gains on Fisker as well because I, I had a deep in the money call and I ended up selling it. I did, last week I sold it at like the perfect time because they just ate a fat one after I sold it. But I couldn't – maybe it was two weeks ago, but I couldn't fill it at like what it was worth. And it was um, – I don't remember. It was really close to expiration or something. I don't remember what it was, but it was like, okay, this contract I'm holding is worth – I don't remember what it was like. 500 bucks or whatever and no one would buy it for 500 it's like well no you could literally just buy this and sell the shares for 500 bucks profit so like someone buy this and no one was there in fisker and it's fisker's not you know one of these little penny stocks they're i mean they're not super liquid but they're i would think they'd be liquid enough that you know if i wanted to get out of a contract i could do it pretty damn easy and i was having trouble getting filled at you know what the contract was worth so uh, definitely make sure that, you know, if you're playing options, there's volume there, there's open interest. So, you know, you might think you're getting a great deal, but yeah, have fun trying to sell it. <laughs> you know, the contract that you bought at the end. Right. Yeah. I've definitely run into that. Uh, you want to go over some stuff you're looking at for next week? Yeah, just checking out some earning stuff and um, kind of some stuff that's coming up within the next seven days. And uh, looks like um, I might take a look at what's going on with them and their pricing. Um, Shopify, oh my goodness, those guys are at 1500. They probably only got like five or 10 wides, probably not going to touch them. Um, Applied Materials is in there. CVS, um, Ecolab, Dominion Energy, SMC, Marriott's in there. So yeah, there's there's a few big names. Barclays. Um, so yeah, some of these things I might take a look maybe on Tuesday and kind of see what pricing looks like when the uh, market is open and maybe try to take some neutral strategies on some of these things might um, sell some call spreads or some put spreads maybe, or maybe just sell some iron condors. Um, wanted to see something else here because I know I've got DIA on for Feb 19th already on the call side, but I might throw up a put spread on that and turn it into the iron condor because they are riding pretty high. So I might just want to grab a little, uh, little more premium on that in case this insane rally just continues. Um, SPY, I don't know what the heck I'm going to do with that one because I bought a monthly call spread. It was a one wide and geez, it was the 386, 387. <laughs> and now they're up at like 393. So that thing's looking like max loss. And it's like, I don't know if I want to sell something and grab a little bit of premium, even like turn it into like a iron butterfly or maybe a box spread and just grab the most amount of premium that I can and kind of cut down. Because, I mean, it's possible that they markets kind of dump uh, that much by Friday because we're like really ramming up. Actually, we're, geez, I mean, look at the futures right now. The Dow futures are 31,544. SP is 39,47. 
and NASDAQ is 13,852. So we're definitely like at the all-time highs right now on those three. So, I mean, we could have a pretty significant pullback coming up, but I just don't know what I want to do with that one. Um, maybe just let it ride and see if the market does kind of pull back. Um, let me see if there was anything. So, yeah, I might throw up some stuff on QQQ as well. Maybe an iron condor or one wide. Um, let me see what I got. IWM, I've already got a play on there. And geez, that one's a couple cents in the money too. It's an iron condor. So um, that one, I'll probably just let that ride. And hopefully IWM pulls back a little bit. But um, yeah, it's probably some of the stuff I'll be taking a look at. I might consider mj again because i'm expiring coming up this week and i don't have anything on for march on them right now um and after they went up to 30 they're back down around 24 so they've had a pretty significant sell-off um so i might look to do another naked put maybe on mj for march um so yeah i'll probably want to extend anything that i've been playing that i don't have open in march and get those contracts open like ARKK I've already got um, an Iron Condor I sold for March um, EEM I guess I sold a call spread there but you know what EWZ yeah actually I got it on for EWZ too so yeah I just want to make sure I've got I might open some of that stuff up this coming week and just make sure I've got those indexes and stuff played out for March um Maybe even ICLN because it looks like I sold a put spread on them uh, for February 19th. So that is looking like max profit. I might want to build out an ICLN position for March as well. So, um, yeah, that's definitely some of the stuff I'm looking at. Some stuff I might make some plays on this coming week. Um, did you have uh, anything you were really targeting for next week? Yeah, um, I'm not sure how I'm going to play it. I'd like to start doing some stuff a little bit uh, further out so I can make adjustments. But the stuff that I play is the way I find stocks is typically about a week or two, the move that I'm looking for. So it's uh, stuff like IC or sorry, yeah, ICLN. I'm uh, bearish on that right now. Like they drop below the 21 EMA, uh, the MACD's red, everything's looking crappy on them. So I'd definitely be going like call spread on them. And it's like, I like the idea of iron condors. I do them sometimes, but uh, the way that I trade is more directional. Like I don't go typically I've done it before when I'm like, no, this thing's definitely not moving any higher. This thing's going to bounce right now. I've gone really close mm -hmm. to the money. But typically, I'll go you know far enough away that if I'm wrong, I'll have time to you know get out of the play, or I'll still you know be able to go max profit because I'm not right you know at it. So I play a lot of directional mm -hmm. stuff, um, and so I have that. I put a video up about it. I'm doing that Robin Hood challenge where I just dumped a hundred bucks into my account, mm -hmm. and I'm going to try to see if you can even do a hundred dollar account just trading options mm -hmm. and the stuff that i was looking at man unfortunately the stuff i'm like bullish on is all 
uh, EV. And I was, I didn't even think about it. It was just like looking at the charts. I'm like, okay, this looks good. This looks good. This looks good. And then I was like, ah, crap, these are all EV. So like if that sector uh, dies, then I'm just screwed on this whole thing. So I think I'm going to have to, I'm going to do like one bullish and one bearish play because unfortunately with a hundred bucks, you can, you know, do two plays. Basically I might, I don't think I'm going to, but I could, you know, use the capital that I make off of selling the spreads mm-hmm. and then buy an option. But I think I'm going to not do not, not do that just in case things go against me right. and just blow it up the first day. So, uh, but yeah, some of the stuff I'm looking at bullishly is still FSR. I think they're going to, they might come down a bit, but I think they're definitely on their way back up. I have a feeling they're going to hit, uh, test that all time high, if not go past it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one I'm, Really, I think they got maybe one more uh, red day, and then they're going to take off as BLNK. I got to see what they do. I think they have maybe one more red day. If not, I think they're just going to take back on, you know, make another all-time high mm-hmm. and ride, which is uh, Lord something. What is it? Lordship or some? The ticker is R-I-D-E. Uh-oh. Yeah, a Lordstown Motor, another EV company. They're just, they're just like, yeah, they had a massive sell-off, but they wanted to come past that twenty-one EMA Mm -hmm. and just bounced right back. So that's why it's like, dude, this thing's respecting that line a lot. Yeah, that. So that's another one. Um, And the only other bullish thing I have is uh, TRP. And then I think you mentioned uh, Dominion that you were looking at with earnings. I think they had earnings on Friday because they were on my uh, bearish list. Oh, uh, let me see here. Yeah, maybe they're probably the look at the chart. I think they, maybe they already had it. Yeah. Yeah, 2.12. Okay. This is their ticker D. Yeah, let me see here. Right. Oh, well, that's a um, definitely tells you how accurate the list is. By the way, <laughs> that's what I was. Oh looking, God, that's, that's what I was looking at. So definitely, just don't uh, take it for granted that like whatever's on that list actually has earnings coming up in the next seven days because it may have already <laughs> happened. <laughs> <laughs> you have to play this earnings play that happened last week. Right, like, man, implied volatility is way down. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Man. Yeah. So Dominion, I'm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's. Uh, yeah. Just everything on my charts. I'm bearish on them. I think they're going to dump a little bit more. Uh, they're. I think they're for sure going to hit that. Uh, Crap, let me just is it 70 out. and a half or something? Yeah, they're definitely definitely for sure touching that, if not further. Mm-hmm. Um, CMS, and it's weird, all the stuff that I have on my list, my, like my bullish stuff is all EV stuff, and a lot of the stuff on my bearish side is energy. Mm-hmm. Um, CMS, I'm bearish on that, probably going to do a call spread on, or a uh, yeah, call credit spread on them. Oh, yeah. Uh, SSRM, bearish, IBM, bearish, and uh, ICLN. And that's all I just now pulled up. So, 
definitely starts it. Yeah, so maybe in. <laughs> I remember I played them on earnings last time, and luckily it was only a one wide iron condor I sold because they had a fat sell off, and uh, they fell down to one seventeen, and that was, um, I guess, a couple weeks ago, a couple Fridays ago. And yeah, they've kind of been in consolidation mode for a while, but it looks like yeah, the kind of like two week support line is waiting. So yeah, maybe they're gonna go down and touch that again before they, you know, go or until everybody decides on whether you know that thing's gonna try to pop back up or if it falls below that one seventeen, yeah, look out below <laughs> where it's gonna go after that. That's another thing I uh, didn't touch on when we're talking about the plays we have on in Coke. I think Coke's gonna freaking rip, right. man. Because if they if they get past one fifty or uh, fifty one, mm-hmm. there's nothing left but hitting freaking fifty five. So I got a feeling they're going to start ripping. Nice. I'm looking at the chart right now. Oh my goodness, they were up at sixty. Um, back in oh before the yeah before the Corona crash. I'm looking at the long term chart. Yeah, they were up around sixty. Let me a little further out here. Yeah, I guess that was their highs. A crash happened to 36 and then yeah it's been you know uptrend for the most part so yeah oh i see the 55 level there yeah so that would be longer term was the 60 but yeah you're right that's man once they hit 55 yeah that was a big dump and then they kind of bought up to around 48 yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah it would have been great to get in at 48 and kind of ride the wave up Yeah, so hopefully they do the same thing now because I got that. Um, unfortunately, they had earnings, so that's why I got paid so well on the my put spread okay. that I had on. But now I I doubt they pay crap because it's not a company. They, I mean, they mm-hmm. move quite a bit for like a big company. If you look at the chart, those are some massive mm-hmm. candles. And then back in, uh, what is this? November of last year's that mm-hmm. gap up. And then, so they move quite a bit for like a, a fairly large like blue chip company, but I doubt the option is going to pay anything, you know, going forward until we have like earnings or something. Right. But I mean, it's be if I, you know, if I could get paid uh, to play them again, I think they're definitely heading up. They'll, you know, they'll have their days when they're down, but they're definitely turning up. Yeah, now. definitely. After they bottomed that 48, it's looking pretty good. Like, yeah, like you're saying, maybe all the way up to 55. Um, yeah, that's it. all I have written down right now. It's probably all I'm going to look at. Try to not overwhelm myself with like 8 million tickers anymore. Just kind of focus on stuff. And if I get filled, I get filled. If not, just, you know, move on to the next day. Because I used to, God, I'd have these watch lists that were like 50, 60 long. And I'm trying to run through all this crap and look at charts. And it was just not feasible. So now I just have this I'm pretty quick at it now on the things that I can you know, look at and then just jump at the chart and see, okay, not playing this. Okay, this looks cool. I'll look into this right. tomorrow. So, yeah, that's all I have. I only have, you know, what is that, eight or nine tickers right now? You know what I just saw that is tempting? The VIX is below 20, barely, but the last, I don't know how many times that freaking VIX has tried to go under 20, it's all of a sudden up to like 35, 40. 
or something. Like there's been this big sell-off. So that's kind of tempting there because, um, you know, with it coming down again to that 20 level, it's had a hard time staying under there and or even getting under there. So I'm kind of tempted to go and buy um, maybe an out-of-the-money call on the VIX, but maybe give it some time to expiration so Theta doesn't kill me. Because if we have another big pullback in the market, that thing will become valuable pretty quick. So I might take a look at the, yeah, calls on the VIX and kind of see what. Oh, God, they're expensive, man. I just pulled up the uh, March 21 and she go all the way to uh, 45 Mm -hmm. on the VIX. And it's going to cost you 70 bucks for that call. Oh, man. Yeah, I got to go further out in time than that. I definitely want to go further. See. Uh, oh wow yeah let me see yeah i'd probably want to go out at least a couple months see what the april oh my goodness yeah people know (laughs) yeah (laughs) i finally made it under 20 it's like all right this if you're gonna buy that 20 call that thing's gonna be valuable (laughs) (laughs) yeah the market makers over here nope we're changing the price yeah, on it's this a lot trip. of capital for me to throw at it, but I'm looking at April and it's like 850 bucks for that 20 call. But I, I probably wouldn't want to go that close. Let me see further out of the money for July because I guess that's as far as you can go out on it. It's July. I guess they don't make these uh, contracts far to expiration. Um, yeah, maybe I could go a little further out. Um, just cause theta shouldn't be a big deal, but maybe, um, maybe to the 50 call or the 45 call, spend a couple hundred bucks and theta doesn't kill me and then just wait for it to pop. And, you know, once the sell-off happens and, you know, I make a little bit of money, I'd probably dump it. I don't know if I'd want to keep that on as a long-term play. I'd probably want to dump it before, uh, what is it like the 45 day mark when the theta really starts to get exponential and really kill your out of the money contracts. But um, yeah, that might be tempting to go out and maybe spend a hundred bucks or 200 bucks and just wait for the next sell off <laughs> and try to dump it. Might yep. be a good idea. Yep. There you go. All right. All right. Uh, did you want to, over anything um, else? No, I didn't have anything. I didn't know if you wanted to maybe just uh, give some updates um, on the website again, because I know you've been doing a lot of work over there. Yeah, I was uh, just going to say two things is um, if you check out the YouTube channel, I'm starting that Robin Hood challenge on Tuesday. The market's closed Monday, so I'll be looking at stuff. Um, I do have a poll on. And when I first thought about doing it, I was like, okay, I'm going to just dump hundred bucks, not a big deal. And I'm going to see if it's feasible to even trade options only. Like I'm not touching stocks with this account with a hundred bucks. And because if you've ever done options like doing spreads or, you know, which is primarily what I do is max I'm going to be able to get into is two plays at a time. So, you know, I just thought it'd be interesting to kind of play with it, see if it can even be done. And then I thought, well, it's only a hundred bucks. Maybe it'd be fun to see how fast I could either make money on this or blow myself up and completely just kill the account. 
So I've got a poll over there on one of the videos to, you know, whatever you guys decide, I'm going to add it up Monday night and whatever uh, the vote is, I'm going to either play it super aggressive or conservative and see, you know, if I can make money at it. So definitely go check that out and uh, drop a comment in that video. And like I said, I'll add them up on uh, Monday night and do whatever the heck you guys want. And the second thing is, yeah, the website, like you were saying, I've done a bunch of work on it. Uh, all of the option education videos have a short description of whatever play it is. You know, say it's a, a iron condor. You've got a, a short description, images of uh, like the PL graph. And a lot of them I've, you know, taken screenshots from Thinkorswim, what it would look like actually putting that play on. And then, you know, down further, it's got a very in-depth um, description of what each play is, you know, your break-evens, uh, why you would put this play on, what volatility does to it, like everything. And it's, it's not from, you know, it's not something I just made up, you know, I'm so smart, you know, this is my how I think an option play would be. No, this is like straight from the OCC and OIC. And, you know, if it's the option clearing corp, they are where options get cleared. Like they, <laughs> they are options. Like So their descriptions are exactly what it should be. So yeah, you can definitely go uh, hit up wstrades.com and check all that stuff out. Um, I haven't done a lot other on there. I'm trying to add stuff to the stock side. So um, like the indicators I use and descriptions of that, I, uh, I got a list from a website and I credited them on the site. I don't recall what it was, but I felt like it was the best list of just straight stock market terms people should should know. So you can go check that out and um, kind of get yourself familiarized with that list. So that, you know, if you hear someone talk and they're like, what, what's OTM, you know, you can, you'll know what it is. So yeah, I've been doing a lot of work on that. Just kind of slowly chugging away at it. I'm trying to add stuff to the watch list a lot more often as well. So um, people can check that out every day. Cause I, I typically I'm looking at the charts every day and looking at my watch lists and the stuff that I, or my scanners, and I'm adding stuff to, you know, what I'm going to be playing this week or what I'm going to be keeping an eye on at least. So I figured, well, shoot, I'm already looking at it. I can just quickly add it over there on the website. So, yeah, you guys can check that out. Yeah, you know, check it out every day and see if I've added anything to it and kind of see what I'm looking at. And, mm -hmm. James, for you, uh, like, you can text me or email me anything that you're looking at too, and I'll add it to the, up to the watch okay. list as well. Cool. Um, I think that's it. I don't have anything else I'm working on right yeah. now. Yeah. So, I just want to sign off. Thing. We were talking about this. And uh, since you're doing that small account challenge, I already had a hundred bucks in my Robinhood account. Cause I just do some uh, educational videos there and I want to have some capital capital in there. So I could actually go through the entire, uh, you know, motion of placing the order so I wanted to join you in on that. Um, I'm definitely scared to do options. <laughs> it's like we were talking. A lot of stuff is like 50 cent wide is the smallest you can do um, on a lot of stuff. So I think what I'm going to do 
is uh, just load up on a bunch of penny stocks, <laughs> some real cheap ones too. And I'm just gonna uh, go that route because I could at least keep capital in, in that account until all the companies go bankrupt. If that's the route that it goes. <laughs> so I'm kind of scared <laughs> if I like start doing like uh, 50 cent wides on like space or I don't know, whatever out there I could do 50 cent wides on. I'm afraid I'll blow up my account in like one week or something. So I think I'm going to go a different route and not do options on my uh, small account and uh, yeah, see what happens. That'd be good too for the um, for the YouTube and the podcast and everything. You could do penny stocks you're looking at because there's my God, you go on YouTube. There's eight million videos on penny that's, stocks to buy right now. Yeah, you know that's all a good that crap. Point. So. I want to say I made like I don't know maybe a thousand bucks or something decent this week. I'm up on a lot of those penny stock plays. So yeah, that's you know that's a good idea. Yeah. So yeah, I'll go there, take a little bit of a different right, well, route, and uh, yeah, hopefully we don't uh, blow those little accounts up. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling if any, <laughs> if anyone blows their shit, their stuff up, <laughs> it's gonna be me. Like I'm gonna have two, and I need to be right on both of those plays. Just do a one ride and done. Then it's all over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's why I thought it'd be like a fun and interesting thing to do. Cause you know, it's a hundred bucks and it's not in my, any of my other accounts that right. I you know, care about. So, and uh, you know, Robinhood doesn't charge commissions. Cause if I was doing commissions, there's no, I don't think if you were paying commissions, you could do <laughs> anything with options starting out with right. that small of an account. Cause you know, T 65 cents for every contract. So yeah, that's going to add up way too fast yeah. on a hundred dollar account. But yeah, so, yeah, I think that'll be fun to see, you know, just what the heck happens. I hope I don't blow myself up yeah, in one I'm week, though. Yeah, I'm excited, especially if I'm going in there and just buying some really cheap penny stocks, and then all of a sudden the Wall Street Bets guys decide they want to target one of those. That could be kind of cool. But, uh... <laughs> oh, there you go. You need to join the uh, Discord and start yeah, pumping it to those guys. I mean, I figured that was shut down by now, but maybe not. I don't know. I heard they had to kind of go alternative routes to communicate <laughs> different platforms and stuff, but I haven't even really looked into it that much. Hey, whatever you got to do, start yeah, sending smoke signals to them. The <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I think we covered yeah. everything we needed to. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Definitely go check out the website, wstrades.com. Constantly updating that. Uh, the YouTube channel, always putting videos up. Uh, and we start, me and James are starting these uh, Robin Hood challenges on Tuesday. So it'll be a lot of fun watching us <laughs> hopefully succeed. And, uh, what else do we have? Why does it feel like I'm forgetting um, something? Moving over the old stuff, the new stuff, cool. and the website. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else to cover. Oh, man, why does it feel? Wait, we have the website, the YouTube channel. Do we have another? We don't have any social no, media, do we? we? Got anything else? The podcast, maybe. That's. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> go, 
I knew there was something I was forgetting. I felt really weird. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this uh, on your podcast app, you know about the podcast, but uh, we're updating that, and I am pulling the audio from um, a lot of the videos that we had, like uh, James's descriptions on the Greeks. Um, I've got one of those videos up, or uh, one of those podcasts up, and James like made a bunch of videos I'm going to yank the audio from and upload them at as podcasts because we're getting a lot of listens on the podcast so it seems like people are like me like you're at work and that's all I do when I'm at work so I have my headphones in listen to podcasts so it seems like we're getting a lot of plays that way so just definitely uh, subscribe to the podcast on whatever uh, thing you listen to them on and I'm gonna try my best to just upload a crap load of them for you guys because it seems like we have quite a bit of subscribers now so Definitely subscribe to everything we do. We're constantly updating for you guys. And we'll see how this uh, Tuesday thing goes. All right. I'll chat. uh, All right. I'll chat with you on Monday. Bye.